Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking About Rock. I'm Rob Edwards. Hope everyone is having a great week. We are very happy to announce our live shows will be returning. And we'll be taking your calls on those live shows coming up soon. New live episodes weekly on YouTube. Remember, our podcast is always available wherever you get your podcasts and on our website, TalkingAboutRock.com. Today, we'll be speaking with Carl Laporta, the founder and former president of the Rochester Music Hall of Fame, and Tracy Croft, their vice president. Carl is well known in the greater Rochester music community, 50 years playing piano and keyboards professionally. As a child, Carl studied music under his father, who was a successful piano and violin teacher. Having performed professionally since age 16, he has performed in numerous bands and as a solo performer for over 50 years. Carl's love for music extended to his profession as well, as a respected piano teacher for over 35 years. The Rochester Music Hall of Fame is committed to recognizing those with ties to the Rochester community whose talents, efforts, persistence, and creativity have contributed to the creation of music excellence. Next, we chat with Carl Laporta on Talking About Rock. Okay, let's say hello to Carl Laporta and Tracy Croft from the Rochester, New York Music Hall of Fame. How's it going, folks? Doing great. Okay. Thanks excellent. for having us on the show. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. So maybe you could tell us, Carl, since the opening of the Music Hall of Fame facility at 25 Gibbs Street in Rochester, a variety of events have taken place there, right? Um, actually, uh, the events... Um, started taking place well before um, 25 Gibbs Street. It actually started, the organization uh, started in 2009, and we had a launch party in 2011. And since 2012, until now, with the exception of 20 and 21, because of COVID, we've had an induction ceremony each year. Right. And you've also had other things occur there, too. You had a... Uh... Fox series of books backstage featuring Correct. authors, music-related books, and uh, their publications and stuff? Correct. Correct. Um, uh, we plan on getting more involved in that in the near future. Um, I, you know, I think COVID set everything back for us. There were a lot of things we wanted to do, so we actually got behind. Um, it, we, we were holding meetings just like we are now for, for about a couple of years. And... Um, this is actually the first year that we've been able to, you know, really get together as a group and um, start planning more for the future. Yeah. And Carl, you, you were the founder of this. How did this actually start? I was wanted to hear about well, that. If you could tell us. Well, you know, um, my dad is a piano and violin teacher and, you know, I've always been involved in music and basically I was exposed to all genres of music when I was growing up and, I got to realize that Rochester um, was a terrific music uh, city. Um, you know, having the, the Eastman School of Music and several other uh, great um, colleges and high schools here with great music programs, along with just some really great music that came, uh, musicians that came out of the uh, woodwork. I, I just wrote a letter to the, um, to the local newspaper in the editorial page, wondering why we didn't have a Music Hall of Fame. And, before you know it, 
um, people started contacting me, you know, and Tracy was, you know, she was very passionate about this too, along with, um, you know, many other people. And um, it all started from scratch there, <coughs> a grassroots organization and, um, you know, with uh, lots of help from the community and a great board of directors, um, you know, we put this together and um, here we are in 2023. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself there. So you're the vice president of uh, Music Hall of Fame. And I noticed oh. you also guys are doing something called the Douglas Lowry Award. Sure. Um, so the uh, I started when I was one of the founding board members back in 2009. Uh, Carl asked me, we were um, putting, uh, we were at a uh, music benefit that a group of us were uh, putting on. And he said, hey, I'm uh, starting this Hall of Fame and I'm looking, maybe you'd like to be on the board. And I said, sure. Um, <clears throat> and it's been great. Um, you know, the, the, the people, the musicians and the talent that are currently in Rochester and have come out of Rochester over the years, it's, a, it's really amazing. We have a, uh, I don't know if it's a 50 page document or more now that lists all these different, um, you know, nomination and induction worthy uh, people and organizations that it will take us a long time to get through. Um, but uh, the Douglas Lowry Award is something we started, I think I'd have to look at the program. I think we started that in 2015-ish. Um, Douglas Lowry was the Dean of Music at the Eastman School of Music, and he was a strong supporter of ours and helped us to get our, our first show at the Eastman Theater and secure that as our, as our um, venue space for uh, induction then and, and now. And um, when he passed away, we decided a great way to honor him would be to um, develop a, an award, a financial award to high school students who are um, graduating seniors, senior uh, graduating seniors who are going on to study music in some way, shape or form in college. And so we have, a, you know, it's a competitive, it's a, it's a competitive award. Uh, we reach out to the schools in Monroe County and beyond to get students to apply. And, and that's like the best thing is, is listening to this incredible talent. And every year we say we're blown away. And the following year we get blown away even more. The kid who's gonna perform this year is phenomenal um, on two instruments and also just very uh, mature and, and poised. And uh, we, we really are, we're blessed in this town with the schools that we have um, teaching the kids and, and, and nurturing their talent. So that's like one of my favorite parts of being involved with the board is, is being involved with the Lowry Award. Yeah, I think it's just so amazing when you can expose younger kids to, to <laughs> any of that music that came before and they get so excited about it. I hear it time and time again from music schools, from teachers, and, fr and just from different musicians, you know, showing younger folks different things. And it's so great to see that again that there's kind of a resurgence of that that kind of was lacking for a couple of years there. They, I don't know, kind of seemed to me anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that, and Carl can speak to this uh, as well, but um, one of the things that we have done in the past, and this was all pre-COVID, we haven't done it since COVID, but we were um, occasionally getting out into the schools and giving presentations. And so many of the board members, like Carl, are musicians. I am not. 
So they could perform for the kids. We could ask, answer questions. We could give a little presentation about the history of music in, in Rochester. And uh, one, one year we were able to bring one of our Lowry, previous Lowry winners with us. And it was great to see the kids engage with him because you know he's just a little older than they are. And here he was this uh, amazing musician and it really, um, I think sparked a fire in a lot of the kids. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely. Is that something you're you're currently back in doing, Carl, or is that something you're working towards? Or, um, I think um, um, after the induction ceremony, we're going to be working back towards that. And um, one of the uh, most satisfying things I got out of that was, you know, we would go in and we'd start talking about our inductees, and these are these are sixteen year old kids, seventeen year old kids, and we're talking about Gene Cornish and. Chuck Man Joan and Steve Gadd, and these kids had never heard of them before. Right. And we gave them a history, uh, you know, a brief history on these great artists. And the teachers would come back and say, you know, these kids went home and they went on the internet and they looked these people up and they were so impressed. It's an education. Um, a, a lot of these kids just don't know the music history of our community. And um, you could probably say that for most communities. Yes, I would definitely tend to agree. I've been reading a lot on different history around just the Western New York community and, and mm -hmm. so many different things that I didn't know that that came from around all over the place. And it's so great to share that, like I said, with the younger generation. They they really need that. Mm -hmm. You know, so Tracy, question for you. So tell us a little bit of how does the selection process work for nominees? Uh, well, we have our we have the uh, the big book of 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 uh, potential inductees. We have a selection committee, we have criteria, and we have a nomination process for the community to give their input as well. Um, every year we have to sit down and look at, you know, who are the potential nominees, who are, um, we even have a, still a few remainders from our charter list of inductees of 25, uh, 23 inductees that we still haven't been able to get in and that a lot of that has to do with their schedules. So it took us forever to get Steve Gadd and Tony Levin. They, they were in in 2018 and we had been after them since our first induction in 2012. Schedules have to align. Um, performers sometimes don't know whether they're gonna be available until much later in the process. Um, we try to uh, make sure that multiple genres are uh, reflected in any one year um, so that it's not just the year of jazz or the year of rock or whatever. So we try to, and, and I think we've done that very well this year. Um, we're, we're very, very diverse this year. Um, so, you know, basically we sit down, we discuss the, the, uh, selection committee members come to the table with their own list. Oh, here's my top 10. Here's my A group, my B group, my C group. And then we talk about them, try to figure out who are the, who are the top 10 say, and then go after them and find out, are they available? Are they interested? And then regroup and continue that until we have the class um, defined where we have commitments from all the um, artists. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, I wanted to go through actually the list that you folks have real quick and we'll go, go back and forth here. Maybe you folks can tell us a little bit about each of these individuals. So we'll start with you, Carl. We have uh, Fred Costello, the Red Wings organist. Yeah, Fred, you know, people in Rochester, a lot of people think of him as just the Red Wings organist. But um, his background um, includes performance in Vegas and Lake Tahoe and Canada, Mexico. Um, he has his own group that he's performed 
um, all over the country and out of the country with. And um, people don't know that he was actually asked to be the organist for the New York Yankees. Wow. For the New York Mets and for the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, he turned them all down because he was so passionate about Rochester. Um, and That's he's, actually, he's actually the longest running sports organist um, of anybody else in this country, of any venue. Wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> and another name I really wasn't familiar with, the Majestics. They're a reggae-style Rochester man. Yeah, they've been around for over 50 years, um, different iterations, but they're three core guys. Uh, Ron Stackman, Lou Lavilla, and um, Jim Schwartz have been there since the beginning. They, um, I, I didn't even know a lot of the stuff about them. Um, they have opened for some major, major, major um, reggae artists in, in the world, um, including um, Peter Tosh, Burning Spear, uh, Gregory Isaac, Ziggy Marley, Toots and the Maytals, the Wailers, and also the Clash. So they toured throughout the world and uh, performed and recorded with um, Lee Perry. And, and this is, you know, so the, so reggae is not my, you know, my ex area of expertise, but I've right. yeah, not my real house either, but <laughs> no, but I've gotten to know the guys and in their current iteration, um, they're just, just phenomenal musicians and the arrangements that they put together for the, all the different pieces that they do are fantastic. They're, they're a great, great group of guys. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So Carl, tell us about Garth Fagan. He's a Tony award-winning choreographer you guys have up next. Oh, absolutely. He's um, he's revolutionized modern dance and um, but also Broadway dance. Um, he, he's with his ground uh, breaking work on The Lion King. Um, he was considered a trailblazer and a wizard. And through his work as a dancer and choreographer, he developed the Fagan technique. And um, he's, he's actually uh, a native of Jamaica, but he's lived in Rochester most of his life. And um, uh, his, you don't have to be a, a native Rochester. Well, you have to, right. You don't have to be born in Rochester, but you have to spend a great amount of time in the, in the area. It could be, you know, just the opposite too. You could be born in Rochester and stay here through school and get your music education. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, you can't be here for six months or a year or anything else like that. Um, but Garth Fagan had a way of blending uh, jazz, modern music, classical um, you know, j j just um, uh, for, for his theater choreography, he, he actually earned the highest honor for the American Theater, the Tony Award, and also for the British Theater, uh, the Laurence Olivier Award. Oh, excellent. Very, very cool. Okay, Tracy, mm -hmm. tell us about Sebastian Mariano, concert producer, songwriter, and guitarist. Uh, he is a very well-loved person in this town, and um, I, I only knew him in his more recent iteration of owning um, Audio Images. I had no idea that he was a heavy metal rock uh, guitar player for years um, in bands Overkill and Anvil, and um, then he uh, switched gears. He was working a lot with Uncle Plum. That's a favorite Rochester band from back in the day, the 90s, early 2000s. And at some point in time, he just decided, I don't know if there is because he started having a family or what, he turned from one heavy metal kind of a career into another and started Audio Images and such a well-respected um, uh, company, um, audio and, and, and um, sound and uh, image company. And they work up and down the, uh, the Eastern Seaboard and all over the country. 
uh, and they work for, um, they do the sound and for and lights for um, Jazz Fest, Fairport Music Fest, and they're just top notch. Everything's, when I, when I work festivals and things and I see them roll up, I know everything's going to be great. Yeah, I know the name Audio Image has been around for a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Carl, tell us about the next one you have here. Uh, Tweet, <coughs> Charlene, you know vocalist and songwriter. I think I'm going to switch. I, I think Tracy would probably know a little Speak bit more about the better? than I do. Okay. And then okay. I'll move on to the next one. Okay. So Tweet grew up in Rochester, went to school at the School of the Arts, and um, she got her uh, feet wet um, working as a backup singer in Dejalon Studios, where she met Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott gave her the boost that she needed to start her own solo career. And she had a... Um, 20 years ago, she had her debut album called Southern Hummingbird. And um, yeah, I think it went number one on the R&B charts and, and pretty high up on Billboard. And now she's doing, my understanding is that they're going to record a 20th anniversary live version of the album. Um, she's very well loved in Rochester. And um, I, I'm, I'm very excited about getting a chance to meet her. Very, very cool. Okay, Carl. So last but not least, let's talk about uh, Brother Wee's. Alan Lover, okay. very well yeah. known in Rochester. I myself used to listen to him when I used to do the Rochester Drive all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, you know he's been doing this for about four decades now. And, um, you know, Weez's name is on the side of buses, on the side of buildings. He was just so popular in, in our community. And actually, he's well known um, nationwide. He was inducted into the New York State Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And um, he was also in the National um, Radio Hall of Fame. So he actually emceed two of the um, events at Woodstock. And um, of course, you know, he's well known for his show, The, the Morning Circus on WCMF, which very was, well uh, known for that. Definitely. Yeah. And he he was he's a great music promoter and uh, a strong supporter against cancer. Um, of which he is a survivor. And uh, through the whole thing, he never missed a date on the radio, even though he was going through all kinds of treatments and everything. Um, but it, it was really time. He's, he's meant a lot to music in our community. And this is a well-deserved induction for him. Definitely, definitely. Well, you folks really put together a diverse list, like you were saying. And well, there's, actually... there's, there's one last one that That's came right. out late. Oh, okay. Another yeah. entry on the list that didn't make it till now. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will Hollis. Um, and that's not his, his, his name that he grew up with here in Rochester. And he did grow up in Rochester. He went to McQuaid. Um, I actually know his brother from the work world. And I, I guess we're not at liberty to say what his real name is because once he, um, once he focused on his music career, he, um, he took the name Will Hollis and he, uh, let's see he um toured with uh, bijou phillips and meredith brooks and performed with josh clayton i, so I have to look at the uh, notes but what really brought him to fame is uh he, he auditioned for uh the music director slot with don henley for don henley's solo uh shows and then eventually he ended up being able to join the eagles on keyboard and as their music director as well so he's he's a a, a big name in rock and roll Definitely, definitely another nice addition to the list there for sure. All right, great. So we're just going to take a quick break and we're actually going to check out some of the video footage and audio from last year's event a little bit. And we'll be right back here with the folks from the Rochester, New York uh, Music Hall of Fame on Talking About Rock.
Okay, we're back here on Talking About Rock. So tell us a little bit. We just watched some footage and some audio from, from last year's show. Uh, tell us how people can get involved and either donate or nominate. What, what's the what's the processes for stuff like that? Well, there's um, the first thing, if you, if you would like to attend the ceremony, all you need to do is go to our website, which is uh, www.rochestermusic.org. Tickets are on sale now, and you can just, um, once you get to our website, you just click on buy tickets, and it's as easy as that. Um, but, um, and you can also make a donation on our website. Um, we have a PayPal button. Um, there's an address there that you can write a check to the Rochester Music Hall of Fame um, if you're so inclined to do that. And, um, you know, we have a program every year. We have some major uh, sponsors that place ads in our program. It's a little late this year as we, we've now, the, the program is now on its way to press. Right. But there, there's many ways to, um, you know, to donate or become involved. I mean, if you're interested in becoming involved as a volunteer or even as a board member, you can just go to our website once again and um, contact us and we'll, we'll, we would get back to you. Okay. And for the nomination process, they should go to the website as well? Yeah, there's. Right. A, I was looking, I was just checking the website to make it the easy way is uh, there, the tabs across the top, one says get involved. If you click on get involved, there's two options there, donate, which we would love, and nominate, which we would also love. And you can go down the nomination form and fill it out and submits and somebody monitors that and forwards the information to the board. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, I'd like to also bring up my own nomination for consideration. Just throw that out here while I got you folks there. I would say uh, Phil Naro is a great nomination, working with Talis, Chain Reaction, Coney Hatch. For those folks that don't know, singer, songwriter, record producer, guitarist, he passed away in 2021. It was so very sad. Oh, very sad. I, I've performed with uh, Phil Naro. Uh, along with Gene Cornish um, when Gene came into Rochester and a, a, a nicer man you could never meet and a very talented vocalist and songwriter. Yeah, just an extraordinary performer for sure. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there while we got that mm -hmm. forum open and let everybody know, you know, Rochester Mute Hall of Fame induction ceremony 2023, Sunday, April 30th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And that's going to be at Kodak Hall in the Eastern Theater. Correct. All right, great. Well, thank you both for speaking with us today. Carl and Tracy, really appreciate it. Hope to be talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yep, yep thanks so much. Bye.